Welcome to another episode of Why Not Meditate Podcast. I'm your host, Masako Kozawa, a teacher and a student of mindfulness meditation. I am so happy that you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are well. Today's episode is going to be a short solo episode. Some of you know that I have recently started to offer coaching. And I want to share why I have decided to serve as a coach. First of all, full transparency here I did not want to do coaching or call myself a coach or be called a coach or any of that. I wanted to stay away from the quote unquote coaching industry, period. And there are reasons for that. However, I decided to go into it regardless, and there are reasons for that too. And I am going to share everything in this episode. It's been a gradual process for me to come to a point where I can articulate and finally share this with you. It's not like I woke up one morning and said, Hey, I'm going to do some coaching. <laughs> So, the last several years, I have personally hired coaches in different areas who can help me learn and grow and evolve, right? There are coaches I have purchased their offerings from, and there are also coaches I have not purchased anything from, but I have listened to their podcasts or read what they share on social media if I find them helpful. So, I have all the respect and appreciation toward coaches in general. Having said that, at the same time, I had so much resistance toward the coaching industry in general and identifying myself as a coach simply because I have seen examples that I did not personally appreciate and I was not willing to risk myself to be potentially. Perceived as one of them. You know, some coaches get a coaching certification while some coaches don't. Obviously, there's no right or wrong here, right? If you're inspired and called to take one path or the other, by all means, go for it. However, what I have problems with is that just because someone has a coaching certification, that tells me very little. About them as a coach. This is my belief, so it's okay if you don't agree on it. But I believe in order to properly and effectively guide or coach people, you need to have gone through a fair amount of real life experience and gained lessons and wisdom from it. For example, I wouldn't expect someone who has never lived outside of their own country to know what it is like to establish a life in a foreign country. I wouldn't expect someone who has never birthed a child to know what a childbirth experience is like. You can read all the books and gain knowledge, which is very helpful, and I am a huge fan of that. For example, when I was starting my meditation practice, I read books about meditation because I wanted to gain the knowledge about meditation. But at the same time, I was meditating as well. 
And without the actual doing of meditation, I wouldn't have had my own proof or evidence of how powerful meditation is. So for the longest time, I did not see myself as a coach, even though I cannot tell you how many times I've been told that I have so much wisdom and I would be a great coach. Every time I heard that, I kind of shrugged that off, thinking like, who am I to call myself a coach? <laughs> However, earlier this year, around springtime, after a series of real-life awakening experiences, I came to a realization that I've had a fair amount of life experience and have learned a lot from it. I have lived outside of my home country for 20-plus years which is more than a half of my lifetime, and establishing myself in a country where I did not have any family members and I did not speak the language well has been quite a journey. I've been married. I got married right out of college. I was married for 12 years. I have birthed a child through that marriage. I've been in a so-called toxic, codependent, abusive relationship almost lost myself in it, but managed to come out of it. I felt lost, miserable, and alone in the middle of the hitting the rock bottom phase of my life. I've lost physical health, which led me to change a lot of things in my lifestyle, including adding meditation. I've gone through a spiritual awakening journey, and I'm still on it. It's never ending, of course, right? I built a career in the most unexpected industry for me with zero experience. And after 15 plus years, the season ended about two years ago. I took it as a sign to self-actualize myself and start doing what I am called to do. That was followed by the amazing and also frightening journey of unlearning many things I have learned throughout my life and unbecoming who I thought that I was and who I thought I needed to be and becoming who I was originally created to be. And on top of that, (laughs) the last several years, I've gone through a modern day dating experience in America which has been quite an experience on its own, through which I have learned so much about myself and healed parts of myself. I started this podcast, interviewed about 60 people now and counting. And in the meantime, I am constantly learning and trying new things, expanding my consciousness. I'm 47 years old now. And I sometimes feel like I have lived multiple lifetimes within this current lifetime already. I've done a lot of things that took me a lot of courage. I did those things while feeling scared and feeling not quite ready. And I am so proud of myself for that. And as I continue on my journey, I feel a sense of responsibility almost or a calling to serve as a guide or a coach 
for people who are going through what I have gone through or something similar. It is time for me to share what I have learned along the way and give back to whoever is looking for what I can offer. Because looking back at my life, I wish I had had someone I could trust and ask for guidance. When I was going through the darkest time in my life, I did not share anything with anybody, including my own family. I endured a lot of pain and kept it to myself for years. It's almost a miracle that I didn't do something drastic to myself. I mostly distracted myself by overworking. That was my coping mechanism. And I pretended that I was doing okay while I was breaking down inside. I never lost my composure in front of anybody. So nobody knew or even suspected what I was going through. And it is true that this experience has built my resilience and character, and that's great. But at the same time, you don't have to go through it alone. As a coach, I will not tell you what to do. Sometimes we think we don't know what we want, and we want someone else to tell us what our life purpose is or what we are meant to do in this lifetime. No, I'm not going to do that because that's something you get to discover on your own. And the process of the discovery is the most juicy part of your life. That is your life. So instead, I will guide you through the journey of you uncovering that on your own. Because you actually know better about yourself than I do or anybody else does. You might have lost touch with yourself and feel like you don't know who you are and what you want. And if that's the case, I will help you to connect or reconnect with your higher self. While it's true that you know about yourself better than others, what I have found is that great coaches see what you cannot see. In yourself, they become a mirror for you so that you get to see parts of you that you did not know or you gain the perspectives that you didn't have. For a while, I was asking myself, What is my coaching style? Some people have asked me what kind of coaching I do or what kind of coach that I am, and I didn't really have the answer. But recently, I had an aha moment about my coaching style. I was talking to a nice German gentleman who happened to be sitting next to me at a cafe. And we ended up having a long conversation about life in general. And toward the end of our time together, he told me that talking things out and being hard gave him. A clearer perspective about his life and what his next step is going to be. He did not know that I do coaching. He only knew that I do podcasting because that's what I shared with him. But after all, I did tell him that I do coaching, and that's when my coaching style became clear to me. So, thank you, Daniel, if you are listening to this podcast. <laughs> 
My coaching style is you don't even know that you are being coached because 90% of coaching is done through you being fully heard while I hold space. See, most of us don't have people who are impartial and who are trained or skilled at listening without projecting themselves or making it personal to them. Whenever I listen to people, if they are being honest and vulnerable, which I can tell if they are or not just by listening to them, I start seeing the patterns or their tendencies or how they might be unconsciously sabotaging themselves. I see this one of my gifts now. And if I see something that would help them, I would share with them. Of course, only if they're willing to receive it, right? And I will extend my hand and hold your hand as we walk through parts of your journey. But I'll be there mainly as your cheerleader and your friendly neighbor, almost. I've seen in some coaching communities, some people see a coach as their savior. There's like a hive mentality And I find this mentality potentially unhealthy and dangerous and also disempowering. So no, I am not your savior. I don't even consider myself as your mentor because you are your own savior. You have access to the same divine source as I do and everybody else does. Your higher self is your mentor. And I'm not going to save you or your life. I can't. You can and only you can by doing the work that requires. And while we walk through your journey hand in hand, you cannot help but start seeing possibilities and believing in your own power and potential. Because that's something I will always remind you of time and time again. I will not remind you of who you can be. No, I will remind you of who you truly are already. But you've just forgotten. And it's a matter of remembering who you are and narrowing the gap between who you think you are and who you truly are by rewiring your thoughts, elevating your words, and taking aligned actions. For so many obvious reasons, I have trouble seeing coaching as a business transaction. Although it technically is because there would be an exchange of money and energy. I will not be offering this service for free because what I have found out is that people, including myself, don't value things that are given for free as much as what they have to pay for or work for. We usually don't commit ourselves unless our skin is in the game, so to speak. Just like if I didn't sign up for a workout class by paying some money, if it was just free and I could do it anytime, even if it was the same exact class, I would see less value in it and most likely skip it. I consider coaching as sacred work. I see it as a sacred exchange of energy. 
that's why I don't like the title coach or I don't want to call people I help coaching clients. Those terms don't even begin to express how precious this work is and that working relationships are. I believe that there are divine connections between the people I work with and myself. You don't meet anyone by accident, including coaches. And I am the first one to tell you that I am not for everybody. I am for somebody at some point in their lives, but maybe not forever either. You and I and everybody are constantly growing and changing and evolving. So only when our frequency and all other invisible things match up, that's when we meet and we do the work together. And it will be a delightful, one of a kind type of experience. So if any of what I shared here resonates with you and you are inspired to collaborate with me, or if you know someone who is looking for somebody like me, please let me know. You can email me at whynotmeditate.podcast at gmail.com or you can DM me on my Instagram at masakozawa underscore coaching. On Instagram though, please let me know that you listen to this podcast and that's why you are reaching out to me. I receive many DMs from people I don't know, so this will make it easy for me to tell which DMs to respond to. I will also leave a link in the show notes where you can book a 30-minute complimentary call with me. That way, we can meet and see if it's a good match. Thank you so much for listening. As you know, my mission of doing this podcast is to spread the good news of meditation and heal humanity. If this conversation was helpful, or if it inspired you in any way, please leave a 5-star rating anywhere you are listening to this podcast, and a written review if you are listening on Apple Podcast. Please share it with your friends and on your social media. Any of these actions will help us spread the message. Well, I hope you have an amazing week. And I will see you on the next episode of Why Not Meditate. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend who might benefit from meditation. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, why not meditate?